Welcome to the Brownstein Hyatt Farber Shrek podcast series. Brownstein policy directors Elizabeth Gore and Elizabeth Mayer bring their broad knowledge of congressional issues from both sides of the aisle together for a discussion moderated by strategic advisor Mark Begich on the upcoming December 8th spending bill deadline, whether Democrats will shut down the government over DACA, and a quick check on the status of the tax reform bill. Welcome again to the Brownstein Podcast. This is Mark Baggage. I'm here with Elizabeth Gore and Elizabeth Mayer. Elizabeth Gore is the policy director, serves as the chair of the Brownstein Government Relations Department. Elizabeth previously served as chief of staff to Senator Byron Dorgan, as a special assistant to the Clinton White House, and in the House Committee on Budget. Having over 20 years of experience in Democratic politics and advocacy, Elizabeth provides clients with insight on the legislative and regulatory outlook for a variety of public policy topics, including energy and technology issues. Again, I'm joined with Elizabeth Mayer, policy director, is a well-trusted and political advisor at Brownstein. Elizabeth worked more than 10 years as legislative director to U.S. Senator John Kyle. She now focuses her efforts and expertise on advising Brownstein clients about numerous legislative and regulatory issues and uses her experience and expertise to advance clients' priorities. Thank you both for being here. We're three weeks away, I guess, from December 8th uh, when there should be a CR, maybe there should be a debt ceiling, maybe uh, a lot of issues uh, floating right now. There's talk of um, should they, the House or others attach DACA fix to it? It's, it's kind of in the air. What's the sense right now of what's going to happen with uh, the budget, the CR, the debt ceiling? This is all coming very quickly here. Elizabeth Gore? I think that the Congress is not in a position to pass a funding bill by December 8th. They're very focused on the tax bill. There's too many steps that would need to be taken for them to be in a position of passing a long-term funding bill. Some have so talked th- about like two weeks or three. What, well, what I think they, that what they're going to, I think what they'll end up doing is do a short-term extension, like you said, for maybe two two weeks or so. And then there'll be a long, longer-term extension after that. I, I'm just not convinced that they're in a position where they can do this and deal with the tax bill at the same time. Um, and I think the debt ceiling, which also, uh, that's been suspended till December 8th, the Treasury Department does have the option to use what they call extraordinary measures to extend um, the ability of the government to borrow beyond that date. And Secretary Mnuchin has indicated that that can carry um, the administration through until January. So it's still coming up. It's still upon us. But we, we will have a little bit of a reprieve on the debt ceiling um, until until January. And my guess is that we'll have the funding um, bills pushed out maybe even beyond that before we um, do the larger package. Elizabeth Mayer, what are you hearing from the Republicans? Is this kind of the, the focus? Is this the, the short-term jump to Christmas and give them a Christmas gift of another late meeting date? <laughs> uh, well, I agree uh, for the most part with Elizabeth Gore. I would, for the Republican sort of perspective on it, I would say – I do expect a couple week long CR um, to uh, get passed close to the December eighth deadline. I haven't really heard that much about tackling the debt limit by December eighth, and as Elizabeth said, 
you know, there is some wiggle room to um, uh, sort of use these extraordinary measures to keep it going um, outside of that. I'm sure the Republican conference would like to dispose of it, you know, to get it over with. But I, I, I just don't know if that will happen. I will say just to look at it on a broad level, you know, the Finance Committee is taking up their tax bill this week. They're marking it up. And already the Senate Finance Committee committee, and already um, they are dealing with a lot of issues um, because they've sort of busted their own reconciliation agreement um, to have the dollar amount for sort of increasing the deficit and uh, in a a 10 year out window. So they have to deal with that because as of right now, um, the package is burdable on the Senate floor meaning that it doesn't conform to straight cuts um, or increases. So a procedural issue could cause it not to move forward. Yeah, so they're working on that. And I think that that's going to take up a lot of time for principals on the Senate Budget Committee as they interact with the Senate Finance Committee. And so the idea that they would be able to also, from the Budget Committee angle out and working with appropriations, figure out exactly what an increase in the the budgetary caps that mm-hmm, were established mm-hmm. in 2012 might be, I think is a lot to try to tackle right now. Um, and, you know, you always have your defense sort of hawks like Senator McCain wanting a substantial increase. But at the same time, you know, is there enough to go around to bump up the domestic cap? And so just to, in a roundabout way, get back to Elizabeth's point, I just think that there will be nothing substantive that will pass on December 8th. I think they'll do a couple week long CR. And then who knows? I mean, if it's December 23rd or 4th and the Democrats in the Senate don't want to grant another, like, say, three month CR, but they all want to get out of there mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're not ready with a sort of a, a, you know, ready to go package of an omnibus, I could see then a couple month long CR. Is DACA play anywhere here? You know, there's a lot of discussion. I know some House members about this and some senators that, you know, and I use these words very carefully, that they'll figure out how to put DACA into this mix. And if it means shutting down the government, is that real or is that just talk, Elizabeth Gore? I think the addressing the issue with the dreamers and allowing those um, uh, immigrants who are who have been here for their in essentially their um, whole childhood and into their young adulthood, addressing that problem is a big priority for Democrats. Um, and Were frankly, they shut down government over. Do you think? Well, Frank, and frankly, it's a big priority for a lot of Republicans as well. You, you know, Democrats don't control the White House. They don't control the House or the Senate. They don't have the ability to shut the government down. It's just a question about whether. Um, the Republicans are going to be willing to sort of cut a deal and find a way to um, move forward. Uh, they are going to have to have some kind of compromises, just given the makeup of the Republican conference in the House in particular. And so if you have to have a bipartisan deal, that does mean that there needs to be some give and take. And I assume that DACA is going to be a part of that. I think issues regarding the wall along the Mexican border is going to be part of that. Um, there's a number of issues that I think will be um, in the discussion while they try and come up with a package that can get the votes that it needs in the House and the Senate and also get the signature of the president. And um, I think that's one of them. Elizabeth, on DACA, do you think Republicans going to 
do something on this before the end of the year? Well, I do know that there are, um, you know, a, a high number of Republicans who want to do something. They want to resolve this by the end of the year. And Senator John Cornyn, who's the Republican whip in the Senate, is one of those people. However, you know, Republicans, as Elizabeth Gore was alluding to, um, are also trying to figure out sort of what the give and take is of of, of going um, full steam ahead for including a dreamlike bill um, in whatever package is going by the end of the year. And I think that um, the Congress on the Republican side, you know, they're they're looking for signals from Trump Mm -hmm. um, to know, you know, whether he would, in fact, veto any bill, you know, that didn't include enough of um, of of what, um, frankly, a lot of Republicans see as uh, priority um, enforcement measures beyond the wall. Um, and so, you know, if the government shuts down, us Republicans can say, well, you know, we that we put up or they put up a number of make sense enforcement measures um, that the Democrats wouldn't agree to. And therefore, the Democrats are actually shutting down the government because um, they're not being reasonable to include some make sense provisions alongside DACA. Do you think it's a fight that people want to have? No. Yeah. I really don't. You know, ironically, it was mentioned to me by a Democrat, um, actually, that they aren't actually sure that the Democrats aren't sort of playing politics with this mm-hmm. um, because it, it it might be good for their for their base to keep fighting and, and and portraying the Republicans as not willing to pass a DACA fix. I don't believe that. I don't believe Kamala Harris, who has threatened to take all parliamentary um, options available to her to slow the Senate down, you know, prior to Christmas um, to get something done. I don't think she has an ulterior motive with that. She just um, wants to do it because it's yeah, important to her. Um, so, so we'll see. I will add just, you know, in closing on this topic that um, I do know that there's a big fly-in of um, DACA, current DACA recipients that is going to go on this week in the Congress. Um, and some very um, influential business leaders are coming into town, too, to try to talk about this. Namely, um, I think that Diane von Furstenberg and her group even are um, coming into town to try to explain this issue and um, show support for getting something done by the end of the year. I know we just have a couple minutes left, so let me ask you, and I want to wrap back on one issue, and that's on tax reform. I'll, I'll give you this statistic and then tell me what the reality of tax reform, tax cuts, tax whatever. In 1945, for every dollar an individual paid, corporations paid a dollar. Today, for every $5 that individuals pay in taxes, corporations pay $1. That seems to be the fundamental problem that's grown over the years, that the ratio of shared responsibility in our government has been uh, switched to more individual cost than corporate share. Are we, you know, that's kind of this underpinning of all this activity. Is there really going to be substantial tax reform or tax cuts before the year's out? Will that just kind of go into this whole pile and something small will come out? Or where are we at? House is going to do something maybe this week, they say. Yeah, so, well, you raised a couple of different issues there, and let me address a few of them. First of all, you're exactly right that the um, share of revenue coming from corporations has dropped dramatically, and over the over the last couple of generations, and the reality is that very few Americans think think that corporations are paying too much. 
Um, most people think that corporations need to pay more. And so it's a little bit strange that the Republicans and the White House have have embraced this idea of um, of cutting taxes for corporations, particularly when in the same bill they are taking deductions and um, exemptions away from individuals um, in a way that you know has some sort of mixed impacts on 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 individual taxpayers. So um, there's certainly an argument here that we are cutting taxes on businesses and in some cases raising taxes on individuals, and that's not a, really a winning argument from from my perspective. So I think that's one issue. Um, you also asked about the timing. Uh, my, my guess is that they is, there's enough pressure that they will pass something uh, before the end of the year. But I don't think it's going to be tax reform. I think it's just going to be some rate cuts, probably on the individual and the corporate side, um, with a promise for reform to be <laughs> determined later <laughs> that just doesn't happen. So um, I do think that they're going to um, do something this year, but I think the bill that's now under consideration is unlikely to be the package that goes to the president for signature. Elizabeth Mayer, final on this. Big issue. Yeah. Um, and important to the Republicans, yeah, right? No, this is their priority. Yeah. And I, I really, in some ways, I think Republicans, um, you know, as it relates to the individual rate, agree with Elizabeth Gore. I mean, it's a defined and very important part of any package. I will say, you know, if you look at the House bill and then you look at the Senate bill, the conceptual bill that was introduced, already there's some maturation of sort of uh, how they are approaching it from the House to the Senate. And I just think that when they get through this week, the bill will continue to mature and be responsible. And um, and hopefully, you know, by the end of the year, a quick and easy explanation that shows the American people that their taxes um, aren't going up as Republicans work on their priority corporate sort of integration and rate cuts will, I believe, occur. I don't know if that's going to be enough to get it passed and sent to the president by Christmas. But I, I know that I've, I, for me, I have never seen um, or rarely have I seen uh, such a swirl of activity and people working literally 17 hours a day, the senior staff on the Hill, uh, to try to effectuate um, positive change. So as Elizabeth said, it's TBD, but I have uh, high hopes. More to come. I know we have a short day today on our podcast, but again, thank you both very much for being here today. We covered a few quick issues that are important to everyone. Thank you all. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Brownstein, Hyatt, Farber, Shrek podcast series. Visit www.bhfs.com for more information.